Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the We Believe You Paranormal Podcast. I'm Eric. And I'm Michelle. And today's guest is a repeat guest that we had on. Eric, do you remember the episode? Off the top um, of your head? <laughs> I meant I to look and I totally think it forgot. was 40 something. I, I, I remember I sent 42? it to, to Bill. 42 or 43, yeah. somewhere around there. Yeah. Well, it was a two parter, so. Yeah, maybe it was 42 and 43. <laughs> All right, guys, before we get started with this interview, um, I just wanted to say we had a stupid amount of technical difficulties trying to record this episode. You know, we started with with uh, Zencaster, we just could not get it to work, and uh, and then Eric froze, and we thought he we lost his audio, and we panicked, but we had it, and then we jumped on Zoom, and Zoom is like forty five minute limit, and because it's Craig, we all know that it obviously went on for longer than 45 minutes and uh, we had another great conversation so um the audio is going to be kind of funky just because it goes from zencaster to zoom and back to zencaster and back to zoom kind of thing so um please bear with us with that sorry couldn't can't yeah yeah we made I it apologize. work <laughs> for whatever reason my internet went out and um i think we talked about this like in that little like space where we were trying to figure out if we we're gonna continue on zencaster move over to zoom Craig, uh, Craig, Michelle, and I were talking about how um, before the, the the episode, I lit my um, intention candle for protection that Michelle uh, gave me for Christmas. And like in my head, like one of the things that I always say before is, you know, for us not to have any technical difficulties, no bad vibes, nothing like that. And then I tried to light the candle, the candle wouldn't light. And then it finally lit. And then in my head, I was like, is this a bad omen saying that we're going to have technical difficulties? And then my internet went out at, you know, like halfway through the the interview. So yeah, that, uh, I apologize. Uh, I also want to give a spoiler warning uh, because we do, we did talk about the matrix. Um, the newest one. Yeah. So I'm not sure if this is going to be on this, this one or the uh, second part um but uh it is in there so if you haven't seen it if you start to hear us talk about the matrix just skip over it and hopefully we don't spoil anything for you <laughs> um, but at this point you should have watched it already yeah all right and here is the, our interview with craig anyway all that to say we have a, a former guest on craig lefebvre so welcome craig back Thank you for having me back. <laughs> Very excited back. to talk to you guys again. So yeah, so like last time we talked, we spoke for like three hours and then some, and we made it a two parter, and it was great. And that's because we didn't even get into like your personal, like paranormal, exp well, not paranormal experiences, I guess, but like alien stuff, um, which those were all great too. But and aliens kind of like uh, I guess bleeds into everything in my life, like in some way, shape, yeah. or form. I guess. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But well, like when when you, it was like perfect timing when you reached out because we had a guest, um, you know, cancel and like not be able to record. And you're like, hey, like let me know. And we're like, oh my god, <laughs> let's do it now. And when you're like, hey, I, you know, let's make the topic dreams. It like weirded not weirded me out in a bad way, but I was just like, whoa, because randomly, like about a week or so ago, you popped up in one of my dreams and I like knew that it was you. 
so and I don't I know I know so when I was when you're like let's talk about dreams I'm like well let's because apparently you're in my dream like hey let's talk about dreams or something like it was just it was crazy that that that's the the topic that you chose I was I was literally I was literally sitting on the couch watching tv and I, I I got the uh the inkling from my spirit guides that I needed to reach out to you guys so I guess uh there are no yeah. coincidences. So I was like, all right, final. Yeah, that's awesome. Got on the phone yeah. and said, hey, what's up? Yeah. No, it was, like I said, perfect timing. It was great. Could not yeah. have asked for better timing on that. I remember, I think I was at work and, and uh, we were having the, the issue with the, you know, we were like, uh, you know, we needed a guest and this and that. And then uh, I just see your message pop up. And then, because I think Michelle and I had literally just finished talking about that. And then I, like I said, I, I saw Instagram, a notification from Instagram. So I go to Instagram and I check our messages and I was like, holy shit, you'll never believe what just happened. And she was like, what? And I was like, Craig just messaged me, said that if we want to like, you know, have him on again, this and that. And then I was like, this is like perfect timing. And she's like, yeah. yep. Yeah. And then she told me about the dream thing. And I was like, when we saw your, you just, your message about the dreams. Yeah. You just, you just sent the emoji that's like. yeah yeah it was like perfect perfect timing yeah i I had a lot of fun talking to you guys last time it it, i uh appreciate you having me back on yeah no of course it was like i said for me that 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 uh interview was very um eye-opening mind-blowing it just uh, you know it was uh the first time i had heard a lot of, of what you guys were talking about so it was very you know and then a lot of guests after that started bringing a, a lot of the same information. And then we had Wajid on as well. And yeah, I you heard know, that one. said a lot of the same, same similar stuff. So uh, it, it was like you prepped me for what was to come. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that was for pretty sure. Cool. <laughs> Would it be inappropriate if I said I popped your cherry? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, I mean yeah. <laughs> spiritually. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There you go. Yes. <laughs> That is hilarious. I mean, but that's basically what happened there. But, well, okay, so Craig, last time that you were on, I didn't get to ask you this question, and I always ask our guests this, except for you, apparently. <laughs> but what was your your very first paranormal experience that you can remember? Well, when I was a little a little kid, I was very scared of ghosts, and... I, I always thought that they were like in my room and I went, was fair, afraid of going to sleep at night, but I never saw anything, but I felt that things were there. But yeah. when I was in middle school, I went on vacation with my parents. They had a timeshare in St. Martin. On the way back, we got we missed our connector. We got bumped off our flight in Puerto Rico. So uh, I guess the airline paid for our hotel. So I ended up with my own room. So I was like, this is sweet. I have my own like hotel room. So I went to bed and uh, I woke up, I don't know, maybe it was two or three in the morning because I felt something and I opened my eyes and there was literally a face this oh, far no. from me. It was Ugh. all white, like alabaster, staring right back at me, right in my face. I'm like, and I closed my eyes. I'm like, this isn't real. This isn't real. This isn't real. Like, go away, go away. And, and now I'm like, Ugh. every once in a while, I kind of have to reflect. I mean, it was absolutely terrifying. But I'm like, I almost wonder if it was like one of my, my uh, spirit guides. Like, uh, 
you know, thinking back about it. I mean, because I've I've seen a number of spirits and ghosts like go through the room, and you see like kind of like the mist or whatever, and you see outline of them, and sometimes I get a picture in my mind of what they look like too at the same time. So I'm I'm thinking now, and I didn't know this then that it was most likely one of my guides, but mm, it was terrifying. Like pitch black room, and you wake up, and you know there's a little bit of light coming through from the street, and you're like, there's this face right in your face staring back was it him. was it solid or was it solid transparent no like oh, no like, that's even worse like solid like like i'm like right here in the camera like yeah, in your face like no yeah yeah oh. yeah kind of like, like what we were talking about with your neighbors like if you would have woken up and your neighbors would have been oh, right yeah there. just yes. like staring yeah. over me <laughs> <laughs> oh, the funniest horror movie ever oh yeah. no that's awful i would have hated that well yeah. let, let me tell you just really quick, when when you're talking about this, I, I already ta- I talked about the story a couple episodes back, but uh, I think it might have been one of the yeah, it was a couple episodes back. Um, with my wife when she came into the room and I was asleep because I was asleep in another room, my nephew was here and like she kind of like shone the light in my face. So when I opened my eyes, all I see is like my eyes are adjusting. The room was dark and the light was kind of coming in through the window, and I just see like this like illuminated so figure. Yeah, in my room, in the room, and I was like, uh, and like my first instinct was to throw a kick, and then I hit solid, you know, I hit a solid person, and I was like, oh, that was probably my wife, and I was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So I can relate with the terror that you felt, not the fact that it was, you know, it wasn't a my ghost. My... I can imagine, I can imagine the terror. Yeah, it was, it was a crap your pants moment. And I, <laughs> I, the second thing I saw when I was in high school, we used to go to the cemetery all at night, at, at night all the time. And I, I had, we were sitting there talking and I, I like way off to the side of me, I saw like this purplish kind of pink orb and then it like disappeared. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, nah, I didn't see that. No, no. I just like, nope, that wasn't real. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But the getting I, back always... to like the, the the silhouette, somebody coming to your bedside, I my wife's phone kept buzzing, so I had to walk around to her side of the bed, and she has like her bed's like two feet from her side of the bed's two feet from the wall. She her mm-hmm. glasses are she wears contacts, but her glasses are like Coke bottles. Like so, she takes off her glasses, she can't see a lot. I'm walking around to her side of the really? bed. She just she saw my shadow. Oh. She nailed me right in the sack, dropped yeah. me in the dark. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yep. She thought goodness. I was a, a, an attacker and she oh. without being able to see dropped me. Yeah. So oh, be careful. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I can't even That's like one of my biggest fears is like opening my especially like my eyesight's pretty bad too. So I hate at night when I wake up because everything's blurry. Like I hate not being able to see clearly. So I'm like, it, it could be a ghost or an intruder. And like, all I'm going to see is this blurry mess of like n- nothing and just freak out. And I, yeah, I, I hate yeah. that. <laughs> I, I was in my, was it my, my dad's like second house and I was, it was late at night and I was watching TV and we had this kind of sunken down room that was the family room and had a big vaulted ceiling, whatever I was watching TV and then there was a door to the garage and then there was like a, a plastic mat across the carpet. And then you had to go up like three stairs to the kitchen. So I'm sitting there watching TV and I see something just like walk through the door. And it's like this woman with this like long white dress. This kind of comes, walks down the path, do, 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 right to the stairs and just disappears. 
only time I in that house a- I, I just I'm like it was one of those where you see something and like you freeze and like it catches you mid breath and I was like huh! <laughs> and then I'll, it could just disappeared I'm like okay I'm done watching TV yeah yeah, uh, yeah. No. I it blows my mind that it's like always a woman in white like there's always you know yeah and that's that's what I was picking up today too because my we were driving my daughter and her friend back from going ice skating and. Uh, they they both go to this really old private school in uh, here in Connecticut, and you know it's so old it has like horse hair on the walls. So they, they there's certain areas of the building that are haunted. My wife was telling them stories about it, and then my daughter's friend was relaying about what happened to her with the the curtains being opened and hearing noises. I'm like, oh, it's like this lady with long white hair, and I could telling her what I see. <laughs> so it's like it's always the lady in white. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you're like you're like picking up all, like what this person looked like as she was telling you the story. Yeah. Or like yeah, kind of like, just like validating. Like immediately, I was just like, "Oh, this is what I'm seeing!" Boom, 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 and it's like, and I didn't even know if she knew that I saw things or my daughter had told her uh, or not. You know. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. By the way, my dad's really fucking weird. Yeah. But- <laughs> <laughs> he sees things. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. crazy. But it's like. Now I'm to the point where like it's like you know people come and go and it doesn't it doesn't even necessarily bother me anymore. It's like mm-hmm. after like having experienced like the ET stuff, the the, the ghost stuff kind of seems pretty tame. I, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. So you become yeah. a little a little bit jaded, I guess, or you're like, oh, yeah, it's desensitized. Cool. Yeah. But the, 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 you're not an alien. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we have like yeah. some nature spirits in the house too, and. I don't know if I, ch- I shared this with you guys last time that there's one that looks almost like a little boy, but it's not. It's almost like some sort of like he's pale, almost like pink white and it's just weird kind of floppy hair to him. And I had seen him the other day, like out of the corner of my eye. And then I he was kind of like moving around the couch opposite of me, like peeking out. And I'm like, oh, so I told my wife, I'm like, hey, you know, remember when that that thing came to, and it jumped on the bed. I was like, I saw it. It was by the couch. It was like doing this peekaboo thing. So my wife was like in bed. We're both sleeping. And she's like, I heard it coming up the stairs. Like it ran oh, up the no. stairs and it jumped on the bed. Didn't wake me up. And it reached over and hit her. said, tag, gotcha. And it ran off. And I'm like, I was like, obviously it was there for you. Cause I was dead asleep. I didn't hear yeah. a, a oh. damn thing. But then, like, I, I saw this recently, and this is, like, I don't know, maybe a couple years later. And I'm like, oh, that's what it looks like. Because my cat hmm. was always, before my cat passed away, he was always chasing something through the house. And we were like, you know, I figured it was, like, something nature spirit related. And, you know, he'd be running up downstairs, and then he'd be down here, like, staring at the wall, meowing, and then he'd come ripping through the house again. I'm like, he has to be after something, like. Yeah, just is. He was playing tag with your cat. He was definitely, I think, playing tag with the cat, and probably misses the cat. But we're not getting another cat. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me tell you. Sound like my boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, puppy is adorable. Thank you. You describe you describe these things so like normally naturally, and these are like some of the things you describe. 
are some of my worst nightmares. I swear to you. Like, <laughs> I, like if I ever heard a child running up my stairs and then jump and and felt it jump on my bed, I would probably, I would probably freak the fuck out. I'm not gonna lie to you. I. <laughs> I mean, but I guess you just you just have so many experiences that you've seen. Like, I mean, I've seen things, but I I, I don't know. Still not used to it. And when I get when I get visitors, and usually it's like when I'm sitting there, you know, my my couch kind of faces the corner of the room where the TV is, and you there's a whole open space behind it, and then you know, that's where you can walk in the front door, the closets there, the China cabinet. So it's a big open space. We put our Christmas tree there. So usually like when I'm watching TV, I know when somebody comes up behind me because they usually like, you know, I or, you know, a lot of time, you know, I'll, I'll know it's my grandfather because the dog automatically is like, like staring and watching. And then she sometimes she'll like bark at him, whatever. And, or it's, you know, some other, being an angel maybe or whomever else and sometimes it's somebody i have to channel for but i've just gotten like used to it and i know that they they take a certain position behind me and you know it you know like i i probably explained this in the previous podcast like i'll see angels like usually they're usually like right here to my right so like if i'm in the bathroom i get a lot of uh, visitations there or a lot of information comes to me there for whatever reason I'll see the angels right here. And then like, mm-hmm. if I'm closing my eyes, meditating, the ETs are right here. They're like right in your face. Mm. Yeah. Like far as how they psychically connect to me. But like when you're like, you're channeling or something, the information's coming in right here through the back of your head. Like, like the, I call it the mailbox. And it, it's like, you feel, like you, you, you feel like the pressure of it. Like after a while you recognize it, like you're getting a push. Like it's almost like somebody has like their hand on the back of your head in a way. And then you, you know, like, then there's like this one sentence just starts running through your head. And then you, it, you follow that thread, you sit down and you just start writing out and the rest of it just rolls right in right after it, I guess. Mm. So interesting. Uh, to go along with the crazy stuff. I know you, you have like a list of things that uh, have happened. And I know, I think one of them it was, we, we said it in a story of high strangeness, but I would love for you to actually get into it. But I, I'd like, do you have a specific part that you want to start? No, we could start with that. Thing? That was, that was like really, uh, I, that would definitely kick off the whole uh, theme <laughs> of true. dreams. The yeah. My my uh my cousin in law uh, Michelle Michelle Beam she's a um full time psychic medium, so she's like we kind of like confide in each other and talk about like when there's really heavy shit going on like energetically and like are you feeling this yes what you're feeling on that so we occasionally bounce stuff off each other you know kind of as sounding boards and just because like you need when when you're you know, being psychic and open to stuff, like you really need other people to talk to about it. Like you, it's Mm -hmm. just like, you got to vent. And, you know, I have a group of people of friends too. Like we have a spirit circle where, you know, we do readings like every two weeks we get together, we pull like, um, you know, like Oracle cards, um, something like that. Mm -hmm. And, um, we'll, we'll read for each other. And then, uh, my friend Kathleen's, uh, a medium that runs it. So I'll help her do readings or whatever. And that's nice too. It's a nice outlet. But um, if you have experiences like this, like you definitely have to have somebody 
to kind of confide in and bounce stuff off of. Cause I mean, occasionally do you really truly and honestly, sometimes you feel like you're going to lose your goddamn mind because it becomes uh, overwhelming and you, you have to unplug from it. And that's where like, I guess like having, you know, hobbies that are complete polar opposite of what, you know, what it is that you do here psychically just to take you away from it and kind of like bleed off some pressure uh, now and again is really important. But um, the, the one that I, I, um, I sent to you was uh, Michelle and I were talking about, uh, was it the dead files? And um, she's like, you ever watch that show? I've been watching every episode. I'm like, no. She's like, well, there's a, a detective that goes in and investigates. He, he's a retired like New York cop and he, goes in and he investigates the house and then they have separately a woman who's a like a psychic medium and goes and walks through the house and then they they compare the stories um you know he gets the history of everything he talks to the people there and she goes through and reads it and she's like you really need to watch this one episode there was a an in uh an alien in it i'm like really so i went and I watched it and then the girl was being terrorized by this this uh ghost the the two of the girls I think in the house and um and then the the woman that was walking through she's like I, I see this portal open and this being comes she's like she's like holy crap it's a, it's an alien so not only are they having paranormal activity but they're also having an ET visit as well who is doing whatever he was doing and usually like people um that have visitations at, uh with with ETs it's usually a lifelong thing but there are people that are just, you know, a one-off visit and then they never see or experiencing any, anything ever again. It's kind of either, I guess, one or the other, but usually they know who you are. They followed you through this life. Most often you were a soul that visited them or you were in their, their group and you volunteered to come here for whatever reason. Why am I back here? Um, but, uh, <laughs> oh, got it. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> yes, Why do I yes, keep agreeing yeah. to come back here? That, yeah. that, that's what I yeah. ask myself all the time. But um, that that's but they recognize you as as the soul. So you're on board a ship and you're kicking and screaming like, "Get me the fuck out of here! I hate you!" And they're like, uh, "Uncle Charlie, shut the fuck up! You told we told you we were going to do this. You know we have to do the surgery on you. We're going to save you. Just just shut up. It'll it'll be fine in the morning. You'll wake up in your bed." I mean, that's a joke yeah. joking, but I think that's kind of in a way how the they <laughs> they see it, and you know, yeah. So I I was we were talking about the show and we we're going back and forth about it. I go, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to connect with that house. I'm going to try to, I'm going to um, try to cross some of that stuff over that's there because I, I cross souls over with, you know, my, my spirit circle too. So sometimes when, when we do circle, you get a whole bunch of people together. If there's something really strong, um, I'll call on them too, to pull something through. Um, I did this in another instance, but I'll get, I'll get back to that. Um, so I, I did this and Privately, I connected with it and I'm pushing energy through and like whatever was stuck there, I wanted to send it back. So that night after I did that, you know, I end up having this dream with ETs. And one of the weird things that happens with people who have experiences is they have a dream within a dream. And it's like, it's like they're psychically holding you underwater 
and you want to come up for air and you're like, nope, you're still staying under. And so I, I end up in this room where there's this cow and it's pushed on its side. And then I and somebody else, we have to take the cow, roll it over on its side, and we're doing something surgical to the, the cow. All of a sudden, I'm in the, the dream changes, and I, I'm in another part of the dream. And I, I think I'm awake, but I'm not. And then I realize it's a dream again. And I'm looking upstairs because I have a split-level ranch. There's five stairs up. These two white ETs, like dolphins, like the skin like dolphins, walk out of our office and look at me, and I just feel pure terror. And I look down in front of me, and then there's this medical table, like a stainless steel table, like, you know, you'd put it like a body on or something, like a cadaver or something to that effect. And like, so they were do blatantly showing me this compare and contrast you do this to animals we do this to you you need to like come to terms with it i mean it was just very blatant in your face but i had never seen these particular ets before um what they look like they they were they were new to me at least in conscious memory and it it terrified me but, uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think any ET ex- experience, but especially if you get that feeling of dread, but um, do you, well, I mean, I guess you answered that. I was going to say as far as have you, if you've like heard of someone else speaking of like these types of beings, I guess, or I mean, but you said that that was the first time that you had ever seen them. Yeah, these these particular ones. But I mean, you know, like people know through like media and films like kind of what the grays typically look like but there's yeah. like there's like so many variations of that body type i mean mm. taller skinny bigger heads black purple brown one that's the medical one that i've i've dealt with as like a pushback head and then the head is like scalloped and like three bumps back um you know stands probably about four four and a half feet tall wearing like a, a blue really tight fit um like lycra shirt with gold on the sleeves like short sleeves um and then you know i'm standing there like face to face with them and one of the things i, I th- that happens is a lot of times people get very confused when they're having these experiences that they're i guess psychologically your body can't handle it and it's like you end up having an out-of-body experience simultaneously. Mm. So I'm watching myself sitting on the table looking at the CT, like face-to-face. But he had this... And I'm in a room that looks like a regular medical room. Like, you go to your your doctor, they have these really small square rooms. You have a table with, you know, paper on it, and you have to sit there and, you know, let them do awful things to you, and then you go home and you feel great. (laughs) This was kind of... This was kind of the the same thing too and i they had this like kind of cylindrical long uh stainless steel um thing that was on the counter and he had taken it to the back of my head and pressed it up there i guess it was something some sort of uh implant or something um but that's checking that's for a microchip <laughs> hitting the reset button <laughs> oh yeah yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I wonder if you got x-rayed, if anything would like pop up. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, my, my friend, uh, who's a psychic had picked up on something 
like a wire or something like some sort of filament being like connected to my heart that was going to my my rib cage and when she was uh, doing a healing on me after my uh, car accident because i had an abduction Mm -hmm. that happened the night i got my car accident so i i wonder and she's like oh they were they were checking up on you they wanted to make sure everything was okay and i see that there's something they have like hooked up to your heart and periodically i'd I'd had um i'd gone through stress tests because i was having like heart pains and weird palpitations um and every time i do the stress tests you know you come back you're fine and they even the last time they took pictures of it they inject you with the um was it radioactive the uh, radioactive stuff? Nice they did all that, yeah. and they're like, "Nothing's wrong with you." I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. well, something doesn't feel right with my heart. But <clears throat> since then, it's like settled down. It hasn't bothered me since. But you know, even as I was younger, I'd gone through stress tests, like just because my heart was like, you know, pounding and beating like crazy. You know. My dad's going to get a kick uh, out of this because this is what he does for a living. Yeah, it's literally what he does for a living. Uh, um, I was going to ask, though, like, as you were talking, I just, like, was putting things together and, like, had this theory now, I guess, where I I know that, like, you've said, like, you agreed to do this. Like, do you – well, let me ask this question first. Do you believe that there are people who are – extraterrestrials who are like essentially like in human suits and like have to do like some sort of like human life and like live that and we'll first answer that and then i'll have like a follow-up question maybe a third one to that you mean you mean like far as like uh coming in consciously and you know being birthed into a human life as a et soul yeah yeah that would that would be me Okay. Okay. Perfect. So then, okay. So now I can skip those questions and then go straight to, this was the point that I was going to make. I just didn't want to like directly ask that. I remember lifetimes upon lifetimes of, of different stuff. I mean, I'm always, even as of lately picking up on other lifetimes that are outside of this one and, you know, other planets and, you know, it, you know, connecting with kind of like my core group would be the Pleiadians, but, I don't necessarily say that I'm from there. Um, Mm -hmm. What they had shared with me recently the other day, this had just come up. I was on some planet and then there was like huge, huge rocks, like asteroids coming down on the planet, like fireballs, just like destroying everything. Like everything got like wiped out. And Mm -hmm. they explained to me that they took um, our soul cluster. We have groups of souls that kind of migrate together, that reincarnate together um, you have clusters. So <clears throat> they're like, we, they took in our, our cluster, so to speak, into the Pleiades. And, you know, we took in, uh, I guess you could say, took in physical form there. Okay. So the reason I wanted to ask was, I almost wonder if it's like, your body is like not compatible. And like, that's how you're having these like, issues. And then they're like, oh, like, gotta go fix you up. Like, here's, let's work on um, your heart. Or like, let's you... work on that cancer that you would be, I, I think you're hundred percent correct in your assumption. I, uh, a recent, as of November, a, f- a friend of mine had, had, uh, passed away and, um, she was my, my, uh, my chiropractor's wife. And one day I'm leaving the office. She's like, have you been abducted by aliens? Just out of the blue. <laughs> and I'm like, wow. Fuck? I'm like, yeah, I have, I'm a contactee. And she's like, 
I thought so. And, and like, she was kind of like way out there. And then she like, over time, she told me how she was abducted with these, I think with her son and she was brought onto the ship. And then there was a, um, a mantid, you know, looked like a giant praying mantis. Mm-hmm. And he had like this purple robe on and everything. And she's like, he put his fingers right to my forehead. And she's like, I had this intense all body orgasm. Like, you wouldn't believe like nothing you'd ever experience. This energy went through me. And so she had this condition where that the doctors couldn't put their finger on. She was seeing all kinds of specialists. She was wasting away. And she would tell me, she's like, yeah, I mean, I I take my clothes off. I look like a mantis. She's like, she was like skin and bones. And she was on at night. She was hooking herself up to a feeding tube. She just could not keep weight on and they could not figure out what the hell was wrong with her. And then, one day she collapsed and that was it. Ugh. It's crazy. And and not, not to make it like uh downplayed or whatever, but it almost kind of like reminds me of like Venom, like the aliens like Love they're trying movies. to find bodies. Yeah, yes. they're trying to find like bodies that, that they are compatible with. with. And if they're not then they just die kind of thing. So like it yeah, I don't know. It popped into and, my head so it's And they are um you know they're they're playing the hybrid game here too, where they're taking, uh, you know, our genetics and mixing them with theirs, and you know, creating offspring here and there as well. So that's that's another thing that's occurring. And you know, many many people have reported meeting their children on on board craft when they're brought on there, and they're like, oh, these are your children, and people are like, you know, terrified that you know you have these children with giant heads and huge <laughs> eyes, and you're like, you know, how do you how do you wrap your head around that? You're going to you know? get abducted again. <laughs> okay. So there's, so he's like reacting like that for a reason it, that we haven't, we haven't published that episode yet. Right. I, I think, think so. we I recorded. Think I think episode. it's, I think it's the next episode. So this is perfect, perfectly timed again. Uh, so I went, I, I do like this metaphysical fair every month and there's a shaman there and uh, I finally like had a chance to like really like sit down and talk with him, and I don't know how we got into the topic of aliens. I was like, oh my god, I love aliens! Like, let's talk about it like <laughs> for hours, right? And then he was like looking at me, and he started asking me questions, and he was like, "There's, there's like a, a point. There's a reason why I'm asking." I'm like, "Oh, I didn't really know how to answer the question, so I was all over the place." Anyway, getting to the point, he was like, "You have three children." I was like, "No, I, I don't." And he's like, "No." You have three children, two boys and a girl. And he's like, you've been seeing them since you're a kid. And I don't know what, or they've been taking you. I was like, uh, I mean, I thought maybe it could be a theory. Cause like, of, and then like, I'm like, how did you know about some of these like, you know, experiences? And I, I told him about that. He's like, yeah, like you have, yeah, essentially that I had alien hybrid babies that I had two boys and a girl. And that went like sometime around the age of 36 and 46 that I would either have a chance to meet them and, or, like remember them or like remember who they were like what happened to me I guess and I was like this is terrifying thank you (laughs) and and it was like super creepy too because he's like you have two boys and a girl and I was like I have always felt in my body like I I know that I'm gonna have two boys and I'm like do I think that I'm gonna have boys because I want like two boys or am I thinking I was gonna have two boys because I actually did have two boys and they're like alien hybrid boys (laughs) wow but um but yeah he was just like talking and I was like oh my and then somebody came in and interrupted the conversation so we kind of had to like (sighs) stop it 
I know. And I was like, damn it. And we I mean, never got to go back to it. But it's that's like <laughs> for me personally, that's like a really deeply, deeply emotional subject. Uh, you know, the hybrid thing. I, I didn't talk to you guys about that previously. And it's something that is I've wrestled with um, on a personal level that I don't talk to a lot of people about it. And um, I, I was in bed one morning and I, I look over and there's this woman on the side of my, my bed and she, you know, I, I, she was probably, or she's like, well, I, I know now, but she's like six, two, six, four. And, um, she is beautiful. She has long black hair, black eyes. And then she has all over her body, like a leopard. She has birthmarks. Oh no! <laughs> All of her entire body. Wow. So yeah, and and I'm seeing this, and it's like, and, and I feel like she's kind of like almost like this nurse to me or something, and it I didn't unravel it until oh, later no. on and figure out who she Did was, but um, it was like she was like almost like a projection of my mind or something like a hologram, like. I don't even know how to describe it. It's not Hello? like anything, not like a ghost, not a spirit, not, not an ET. It was like, she was psychically projecting herself there. Like hmm. if like, you've ever heard of like a, a shaman doing that or something where, where they yeah. project themselves, like you see like star Wars where, you know, Luke projects himself yeah. somewhere else. Um, the name is escaping me what it's called, but uh, by locating and um yeah. So we've had a couple like connections where I've seen where she was and then she'd put pushed information to my friends in my um in my circle. So um so I I have this experience and like you know it it um it brought me to tears. And yeah. this this woman um you know I got her name and everything and her age was she was like 22 or 23 years old. And this happened, I want to say back in, uh, I think it was like 2017 or 2018, somewhere around there. And mm -hmm. it, it's one of those things that like, you know, you realize that there's somebody else out there that you have no recollection of how they came to be and everything else and why, why this ever even occurred. And you know, it was nothing that I consciously agreed to, mm -hmm. you know, and it, it really, really like pulled on my heart, like really bad. And I mean, sometimes I do think about her and I'm able to connect with her and, um, it, it's, it's just one of those things that kind of ripped my heart out, like more than anything else dealing with all this ET crap is it, one of the hardest things emotionally to deal with was, was having yeah. this, having this experience and, you know, how, how do I even like explain this to people? And, yeah. um, so I, when I was connecting with her this one time and I, you know, I, I guess maybe she was just kind of seeing what was in my head. She showed me this, this incubation room and it's all black and there's these huge like sacks like hanging from almost like the ceiling or something. And you could see that there was, there was like fetuses inside of them. And it, mm. it, and she, she showed me, you know, it's like psychically or however she brought it to me that it like smelled like sulfur in there. 
and it was really hot, like an incubator. And like, kind of like walked me through the room in my mind so I could see exactly where she came from. Hmm. And, you know, she had relayed information at one point through one of my friends that, you know, she was in danger and that, you know, there were people that were trying to kill her. Um, the last time I connected with her, she was, you know, I get, I don't know if, if these people took her in or not, but she was with these other ETs in some sort of laboratory and they were all, I guess you could say almost like a pinkish fuchsia color, like very energetic looking. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was there in the room and I could pick up that, like how afraid, afraid of her that they were, they were terrified of her. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's cause ha- you know, like half of her is human you know, mm-hmm. like how they view us, like maybe as like, you know, like we're, you know, aggressive, emotionally, barbarians, easily, ex- barbarians, <laughs> easily, easily excited, murderers, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. But they, they were definitely afraid of her. Like, I don't know if, if, um, you know, somebody that's like a hybrid that, you know, was like her and whatever she was bred with um, has some sort of psychic advantage over them. Um, you know, because oh. we have we have an adif- uh, a, a different emotional matrix than they do, you know, mm-hmm. we, with our with our chakra system. So yeah. maybe maybe they got it just right this time. And, you know, I mean, she was able to somehow project herself to my bedside and connect with me. I didn't even know she existed. I, yeah. I had no clue. I mean, she lived 20 some odd years and just shows up at my bedside and I'm like, I didn't know how to deal with it. So I, I sketched out a picture of her in my notebook and, you know, she mm-hmm. like, again, you know, my, I have birthmarks. Her, her whole yeah. body was riddled with birthmarks, like almost like, like look like a leopard. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, but, but at the same time, strikingly beautiful, like perfect, like jet yeah. black hair. I, I mean, never seen anything like it since or her excuse me yeah <laughs> so but it, it is i i think if when people have these these experiences where they're exposed to this where they made some sort of soul contract where they're experiencing this or there's these children you know i i feel for them because it's it's you know i have a i have a daughter you know I have one kid here and, mm. you know, I know if anything happened to her, you know, that's my life, you know, I take a bullet yeah. for, her. you know, it's this, you know, I, I feel that kind of emotional attachment to somebody I've never really even met, you know, and it, mm-hmm. you know, kind of as, as a, as a parent, it's like, you know, like this, somebody stole a child from you that you didn't even know you conceived, I guess, in a, in a way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, that's, that's some really, really heavy shit. You know, I just, I still have to, I still kind of have to unpack that psychologically and, you know, I guess figure out a way to deal with it. Um, Hmm. But it's, yeah, it's definitely, you know, one of the harder things that you have to experience is somebody who's like an abductee or contactee is, you know, the fact that you have your genetic material taken and, you know, done whatever with. Yeah, I, and when when he was telling me all this, like I, I, you know, also like just kind of taking it with a grain of salt, but like just, I don't know, some of the things that he said just were 
kind of like on point, I guess. And it like, there's no way that he should have known. And then, so yeah, I don't know. It was weird experience. I can't even imagine meeting, (laughs) meeting them. And you've had the dreams within the dreams as well, too. You mentioned before when we talked. Yeah, that was, and that was because it was right around also when I was reading your books when you sent them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I had a, I can't, the first dream was like me running away from something, like something chasing me. And then I quote unquote woke up from that dream and I was like, oh, okay. It was just a dream. And I was in my bed, like looking up at the ceiling. And then all of a sudden my bedroom door opens and I'm like, shit, like they found me, even though I didn't, pro- I didn't really even oh realize God, what it, dude. I just knew that whatever was chasing me was coming at me. And then it was the two two ETs and I couldn't move and they just got like right up over me and then black. And then, well, and then I woke up for real this time uh, in my bed, but just like, again, I never sleep on my back. Like I'm a side or stomach sleeper. Like if Mm -hmm. I fall, like I just don't sleep on my back, but there I was like freaking vampire, like on my back, just facing up towards the ceiling. And was like, like somebody placed you there. Yeah, exactly. Now I'm really awake. Yeah. So it was, um, very odd getting back to the dream within the dream my i was talking to my uh my cousin who edited my first book helped me with it a little bit um you know she worked as a teacher now she's like a a a principal for a private school and um she we were talking uh yesterday because she was entering uh she does these uh writing contests and uh Mm -hmm. so i i'll read read some of her stuff. Sometimes it's like 500 words. Sometimes it's 2,500 words and you have a specific theme. It, it seems to come up a lot where she has to do like something like haunted and scary and like uh, weird themes like that. So yeah. we, we, she, we, we talk back and forth when she has those. And um, I don't know how we got talking about dreams, but she, she's like, uh, I was like, Oh, like maybe you should do it where the person's a dream within a dream. And I told her, about my dream I had the other day where I died in my dream. I was in this, this big building like this mall and I was stuck there with these other people who died too. And then a guy who's an architect shows up to see the part of the building that collapsed and I'm watching him the whole time. And then afterwards I'm trying to get all the people who are dead together so we could escape out of the building, but we're trapped. (laughs) So I'm, I'm there and I see all these people walk through the building and then I see my uh, my friend Julie's uh, business partner, and I'm like, I reached out to her. She was the only person I could see. Everybody else looked gray, like a ghost from the other side. Huh. And then she lit yeah. up like I could see her clearly. And I reached out to touch her. I'm like, she looked down at me. I'm like, you can see me? She's like, yes. I'm like, go get Julie. Go get Julie. I'm trapped. So I was I was stuck. So it was like... It was like I had to see from the other side, like the other perspective of how people are trapped yeah. when they die. It was crazy. What? <laughs> that? Yeah, no, that's insanity. And then, wow. so I'm telling this to my cousin, and she's like, "Well, I I had dreams within dreams when I was really young, and I was, and she's like, I I dreamt that I would go out of my bedroom window and I'd walk across the wire to the house behind us, the 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 shed house." And then I'd wait for aliens to come pick me up. And I'm like, you're, oh you're I'm like, you waited all this time to tell me this. I'm like, you're fucking oh kidding me. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, yeah, no. And she's like, yeah, I would have this dream all the time. And it would, it would be like a dream within a dream. I'm like, 
I was like, dude, you were totally abducted. She's like, no, no, it was yeah. just a dream. I'm like, no. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not a oh that's God. not an accidental dream. No. Yeah. <laughs> that, does, that doesn't yeah. just happen. I'm like, holy crap, how did like all these years go by and you never told me this? She's like, Yeah, that's why I was so fascinated about editing your book because you wrote down about your 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 uh, abduction experience. I'm like, Holy crap. I'm like <laughs> really now just you real tell low me- key. I guess everybody has to deal with it in a different way. And she, she dismissed it. And, and, you know, it was just, it was just a dream. And I'm like, not with them. It isn't. Yeah. You know, whether, I mean, there's, there's physical, physical abductions, there's psychic contact. And then there's, there's these out of body experiences where it feels like you're there as well, that you're having abduction experiences, Mm -hmm. I guess, in non-physical terms as well. So um, it isn't always uh, a physical contact with them as well. I mean, you know, it. You know, I, I told, probably told you before. I mean, it, I've seen them in my house and just see them like disappear right before your eyes. Like, yeah, they weren't even there. Do you think that they're able to like just click out of it, or is it that they like almost? I don't know, hypnotize you or like stun you, and then like they leave, and then kind of you wake up again, sort of. You know what I mean, or like snap out of it. It's yeah, I, it's almost like you're like entranced and put in an altered state whenever I guess they're in contact with you. And I, I think partly some of this is because of how I have to process this information. That it's like so shocking mentally to you that like they they do alter your, your state of consciousness to a being, and this is what ties us back into the whole dreaming thing where when I was living in my apartment um, before my wife moved in with me, we got married, bought a house and all that, all that stuff. Um, I started doing uh, dream work where I was making it my intention to remember my dreams. And then I was trying to wake myself up in my dreams to the point where you can see your hands and your feet. And then once you become conscious in your dreams, the whole dreamscape can sometimes shift where where you become conscious of it and it's it's hard to explain but it takes you it takes you further down the road um into places that you you would never expect that you would end up and then it started leading me into uh you know spirit walking um there's an author hank wesselman he wrote uh, like three different books about his experience where he was interacting with his future self after the world had all been like grown over again and everything was forested again. And I'd, I'd recently had a, a dream that I have to go back to after we, we finished this kind of thread. Um, so I have parallel life dreams and, you know, where I'm in a different body, sometimes male, sometimes female. I mean, I, I see, feel, and like, you know, it's only for sometimes like a few minutes, but I'm in a different place, different room, different body. I'm with different people and whatever situation happens to be going, going on. And, um, you know, the scientific community has been doing a lot of work on this recently and come to the conclusion that, yeah, there is, they've concluded that yes, there are an infinite number of parallel universes. Um, when we alter our dream state, it's kind of like hacking through the back door of, of reality 
and you when you put your intention into it there's this whole other universe of of self that opens up and um it it can be really disturbing on a lot of levels when you start kind of going down this road where it rattles your cage i mean when you think about like if you woke you know, Eric, you woke up in my body and you're in my house and you can see around the whole room and you could see that, you know, the two dogs that you have are different dogs. Your body looks thicker. You know that you have a different career and profession that you're a carpenter, your backyard, the landscape looks totally different than it norm it does right now. And then mm. you start mentally as this repeats, you start mentally taking notes of the, the whole scape of this reality. You know, that's, basically in essence what's happened to me and then there's other lives where you're popping in and out really quick um one of the ones that i i woke up in i was on laying on a bathroom floor a cold tile floor and you know i remember like clear as day in my mind i remember what the tile looked like how it was like these small like one inch tiles and like there's blue tiles on the wall and i get up and i look in the mirror and i'm this like sort of hybrid uh, humanoid looking woman with with huge eyes and I look in the mirror and like it, it was almost like I I had like I don't know if I had passed out or whatever like my consciousness like woke this woman up I don't know what happened to where she had been on the floor of the bathroom whether she was sick or if she was dying or something but like something with me interacting with her woke her up where I get up and I look in the bathroom mirror and it's not me I'm looking back at me and it's this, this woman, yeah, this kind of ET looking woman. It's, and then as I have this realization that this isn't my body, you know, I snap back in and, um, I wake up and, you know, your heart's going, whoa, where was I? Mm -hmm. So these are the things that started to unfold for me in kind of the dreamscape. And after a while, I really regretted opening up Pandora's box in this because it became like much too intense and dreams started like going all over the place and I, I couldn't you know shift into like what was up what was down and I tried to like turn it off for a while it quieted down and now I've kind of come back as I've done more personal work and opened up spiritually and psychically and um, developed myself more excuse me um, I'm now having the crossover dreams that are much more fluid where I can see people's faces much more clearly and interact. And, you know, you know, there's like parts, parts of conversations or whatever that are happening. And, um, it, it, I mean, now it's the point where it, it's, it's really cool. Mm -hmm. Like it's much more exciting of an experience, um, to have this happen. I mean, sometimes it's like, if it feels like you're, you're in a movie in a sense, but you, you're seeing, tasting and smelling the experience of, of another, another body through the, I guess, through the dreamscape. But that brings us back to um, how real is reality? You know, if we're living all these, these lifetimes and your consciousness is drifting you know, between this reality and that reality and in and, and dozens of other ones, um, how, how physically real is this world that we're, we're uh, integrating our soul into, you know?
it's, well, it's kind of, go ahead it, i don't know if you're just, gonna go the same way with me no i, I was gonna I, I just recently actually uh finished listening to oh gosh uh skinwalker ranch uh book <laughs> and they said that exact same thing like how real is reality and about I mean, they're just trying to come up with different theories of like what Skinwalker Ranch could be like some sort of portal and like, you know, all these kinds of things. And um, yeah, that it could be just different dimensions kind of like just coming in and out. And that's why it's just so wild. So I don't know, just like what you said, like I literally also just finished hearing it in a book. <laughs> and so just is, I don't know, I mean, validating yeah. sort of in a way kind of thing. Yeah, and as you kind of, I guess, psychically start opening up to the realm of spirits of ets and ets when you have these experiences tend to completely destroy your sense of reality um you know especially if you like are having a face-to-face -face experience with you want to say another life form um it definitely kind of destroys a little bit of a piece of who you are because you're grounded in this reality and <clears throat> you think you understand you know you're taught from an early age what's what your parents raise you and you go to school and you systematically follow uh what and learn what's being described to you but you know what if uh we we take it you know from an early age in a spiritual context where would where would that leave us i mean we would probably be light years ahead of where we are now um in in, in those terms so yeah. and it's I, I don't know. It, it takes your mind to uh, crazy places. I mean, again, you know, I'm I'm standing there in the bathroom, and I'm in my basement bathroom. I have the I have a thing about going to the bathroom at, it, with uh, just the nightlight on. So I'll go in there, do my business, and you know, it's I'm weird that way. And uh, so I'm looking over into the the crawl space, and I see this ET. I probably told you this yeah. last time I talked yes. to you. I, I see him hunched over, looking at me from my basement crawl space Ugh, i'm like no i'm like i am not seeing this i am not seeing and the thing just like vanished right before my eyes and how the fuck does that happen yeah. i mean you're, you're physically mm. there for one moment and i had the same experience where i went into my friend's house and i saw one upstairs in his house and his house is literally like a mirror of my house too oh. he has a daughter mm. i have a daughter he has a split level ranch i have a split level ranch i mean is his wife has he has the same birthday as my wife i mean it's like these weird synchronicities wow. yeah wow. <clears throat> yeah it's it's strange man it's strange i mean it's where do we where do we start to scratch back the layers where where we can you know prove that this is actually a thing and I think our science has to kind of marry itself up with uh, with spirituality in order for that to occur, for us to kind of break down that that barrier somehow. I literally just again the book also said this that that like we have to come to a point where spirituality and like science meet, and science is so like no to spirituality, and it's like no like this again kind of referring to Skinwalker Ranch where because uh, a lot of people believe it's like Native American <clears throat> situation stuff that's going on and I don't know you again this is just like another thing that you have said that is yeah it, one of the one of the people in my spirit circle um, uh, we call her grandmother she's actually like a, a for her her tribe or her nation she's actually a pipe bearer so 
she has that distinction. She's pretty high up there. And she had reiterated one thing I'd read in a book on shamanism a while back where the, the longest journey is from, from here to here. So from your head to your heart. And that, there's this separation that that culturally occurs for us as, as being human, where we're either all logical or, or all emotional. And we have to like break the barrier. And this is one thing that happens when you start opening up psychically where you're, you're say you're channeling or you're reading something where information has to bypass this mental barrier where it comes through your heart. And the, that's where the information in the, the other stuff is coming from when it comes to you. It's not coming to your head. It's coming through the heart center. The heart center like, is like its own mind, its own brain, and it has to translate all this stuff in order for you to perceive it rather than you interpreting the, the world um, you know, from a logic standpoint. And that, that's, that's where I think the, the big the big barrier is or the crux of our position where we're trying to understand a lot of this stuff around the, uh, you know, the ET phenomenon. Yeah. I think for me as, as an, as a nurse, that's, that's one of the things that's kind of like, obviously my, my, my field is based in science, right? Like a lot of it, but at the same time, like I understand how powerful the mind is as well. So like, um, for like to give the example of my grandmother right when she was very ill when she was in the hospital for for over for three months you know um i think part of part of what helped her get out and out of that situation was the fact that she was able to um she was able to um mentally like fight through it you know Part, part of the reason was that obviously the doctors that were attending her the second time she ended up in the ICU were different. So I, I think that helped out immensely as well, but just her will to just go and, and her faith and, and, and her faith in God and the fact that she felt like she knew that she could get through it despite all the obstacles, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I personally do tend to have it. Like I understand spirituality, but I, um, so, and, and again, I, to a certain extent, to, to a certain extent, I, I know that prayer and, and stuff like that can help heal. I, but I don't feel like it, it's the only thing that like, I don't know. I feel like there's people that, that are like doctors, you know, they don't believe in doctors and stuff like that. And I, and I don't think it's again, going back to that marriage of spirituality and science, where I think that's where, you know, you can find the most um the best way to heal people is by combining both like both you know that's why i'm all for like yeah like I'm, I'm i'm like i'm down for you to like do what you feel like you believe but also trust the science that we're trying to put out there or like to help you feel better like the medicines that we're giving you aren't there to kill you you know we're trying to to help you and and if you feel like your prayers uh can add on to that by all means you know because at the end of the day if that's what you feel like is going to help you heal, then, then I do feel like that contributes to the whole process. You know what I mean? But again, it goes back to what you say about blending the science and the spiritual together. And, uh, and I, I, we've mentioned it before that until, you know, people start taking this a little bit more seriously, as far as like 
you know, ghosts and, and other things like that and, and not just seeing it as a pseudoscience, that's when we'll start to see more advancements in, in these fields and stuff like that. And being being somebody that's you know I, I do energy healing Reiki et cetera et cetera, um, I when when you have disease in the in the physical body, the you ha, you have the the energetic body that mirrors it as well. You have all the energy centers, the chakras, which you know about. They all represent mm -hmm. psychologically their own thing in your body, and you know like. Uh, say the fir your first chakra, your root chakra will be for um, you know family issues, for attaches to religion issues, uh, culture, and every every center has its own issue. So when I, I see people when I'm healing them, I I look for what is what is the emotional component that set off the physical ailment. Everything starts in the as an energetic illness before it ever physically manifests itself. The body only reaches a point where it gets physically ill and sick generally where you won't listen to it spiritually. Like you won't deal with the issue. You won't psychically process it and deal with say the trauma that happened to you as a little kid where say somebody hit you or they bullied you. When you stuff that that stuff down inside of you and you don't deal with it and you carry it through your life, it becomes detrimental to you. You're carrying that, you know, that energy through your life and it's always sitting there and it's draining you until you physically manifest an ailment in your body in that area. Mm -hmm. I've definitely heard of that before. Just, yeah, the, the it, it turns into physical and you're like, why do I have that pain over here? And it's just, at like energetic buildup, I guess, kind of thing you yeah. could say. All right. And that was our interview, or I should say part one of our interview with Craig Lefebvre. Um, as always, I mean, his his stuff is, I mean, we, we could talk to him for like three hours. And it kind of happened again this time, but mostly because of those technical difficulties that we mentioned at the beginning of the episode. Um, but I mean, we still had a lot to talk about. Yeah, um, I didn't, I didn't, my head didn't hurt as much during this one, but uh, definitely still a lot of interesting stuff. It's, and like you said, it's always, it's always interesting when, when Craig is on and it was great that, you know, that he did reach out because like we said, he, it was kind of a need, needed someone to fill in and, and he just has so happened to message us. So that was perfect timing from him, but um if you guys want to get a hold of us, you can go to our website, which is webelievedyou.com. You can check out all our social medias on the website. There's a link for that. There's another link there where you can check out all the anywhere you want to listen to the podcast. It's all there, Spotify, Apple Podcast. You can also give us a five-star rating or give us a review and we'll read the review on the podcast. There's also a little tab there where you can click and contact us if you want to share your stories with us. You can share them in Spanish and we can translate them for you. If you want to be interviewed, you can let us know through there as well. And you can be anonymous if you'd like. We won't mention your name. Only share what you want to share. And yeah, there's also a donate button if you want to donate. And some uh, merch if you want to purchase some merch as well. Michelle worked really hard on those on the, the designs. And they're really cool. I really love that pentagram shirt. Go check it out. Punch it. 
What did I say? Pentagram. Oh, sorry. Or not wicked. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. (laughs) Planchette. I don't know know where my mind is going. Well, planchette design. So definitely go check that out. And share your stories with us, guys, because we believe. Do you? Do you?